Hi everyone, my name is Tanya Valentin and welcome to the When She Wakes, She Will Move Mountains podcast, based on the book by the same name, where I guide you through five steps to reconnecting with your wild, authentic inner queen. If you are looking to be inspired by honest, wholehearted conversations about womanhood, motherhood, growing older, spiritual awakenings, feminine leadership, and everything in between, then you are in the right place. To find out more about my book or to get transcriptions of the episodes, please go to my website www.tanyavalentinauthor.com. Hello. So on today's episode of the When She Wakes, She Will Move Mountains podcast, I um decided that I was going to interview myself. Now the idea for this came about because I quite often write myself letters um, to my current self, my future self, my past self and so I thought oh it might be a bit fun to record an episode where I ask myself questions as if I was interviewing a guest and then answer them for myself. So, um, first of all, um, I, I kind of sat and, and tried to figure out what some of those questions might be. And my first question to myself really is, have I always known that I wanted to be an author? And yes, the answer is definitely yes. I, um, I can remember one of my earliest memories is me um, stapling bits of paper together um, and, you know, just, you know, my mum came in as I was doing that and she said to me, what are you doing? And I said, I'm writing a book. I am going to be a writer of books. And yes, um, well, during 2019, I did write a book, my first one. Um, I wrote a book for the um, ECE community around um, wholehearted holistic leadership using the curriculum from the New Zealand Early Childhood um, Curriculum for Children, but I adapted it um, as a way to use that um, when working with teams. And so if you did, were interested, um, it it is available still online. Um, it's called Weaving Your Leadership Whariki. And it's all about um, holistic, wholehearted um, le- leadership as a, um, you know, looking at the people in your team as people who um you know, are already whole in their own ways. And and also from the point of view of, hmm, what as a leader do I need to provide um, in order for the people in my team to grow um, and to thrive in this workplace? So, um, yeah, but this year I decided that I was going to publish a new book and this one is a lot more personal for me. Um, in my first book I really um, you know I, I I did share a little bit about my stories but I did hide quite a bit behind professional armor 
it was more of a professional development type book whereas um, this my new book um, when she wakes she will move mountains is a lot of there the stuff in there is incredibly personal stories about me uh, but not in a way that I feel like I've overshared or anything it's more you know quite relevant to um, things that we all go through um, and I really wanted to to show people when they read my book that I'm not writing this from a place of superiority or thinking that I'm better than anyone, um, that this is just, you know, I think we all go through experiences in our lives that we can all relate to because even though they're personal to me, I know that so many women out there have been through the same thing, have battled with mental health issues, have battled with um, with depression, have struggled in their marriage, have struggled to find themselves in this whole motherhood thing, um, have come out the other end and thought, whoa, who am I? Um, you know, who is this woman? Um, you know, so many of us have stories that we've grown up with as children that we are now you know, waking up from and having to, or finding that we want to challenge, that we want to create a new life for ourselves. And so the only way that I felt that I could really communicate that to you, to the people that are reading my book, is by sharing my own story and sharing vulnerably. So, um, yeah, so my, my new book, um, When She Wakes, She Will Move Mountains, is a real passion project for me. And I really feel that in many ways, it's really reflective of who I am. And in many ways, it is my first true book. So my next question to myself is, why archetypes? Um, why, you know, in your new book, when she wakes, she will move mountains. You use um, the seven feminine archetypes. And why did you use them? Why why not just tell your story? Um, why use, you know, that type of language, that type of imagery? Well, I found out about archetypes a few years ago when I was doing some personal development. And what I loved about them was the fact that, you know, Archetypes really are just a teaching tool. They are, you know, um, on the most basic level because they so, you know, we feel so connected to the stories of the various archetypes, um, the behaviors and, you know, of the archetypes, both the positive behaviors and the shadow behaviors just really speak to us on a real human level. Um, I really wanted to add them into my book because they are such a powerful teaching tool. I think that we all really can relate to, you know, the maiden and, you know, that, that feeling of leaving home for the first time, of going on our big adventure. It might have been our first trip overseas as a student. It might um, be, you know, going off to university. It might be moving into your first flat or you know going on a road trip with your family with your friends for the first time without your family you know that feeling of 
freedom, adventure, you know, seeing the whole world as your oyster that we can feel when we um, embody the the maiden. Um, you know, and I think all of us have nameless maiden stories too, you know, they're feeling like we have to please, that we have to fit in, that nobody's going to like us or we're going to lose love and affection if we buck the trend. Um, you know, we all get caught up in the imagery that we have to stay young and nubile and, you know, nobody's going to like us if we if we grow up or we, we speak up for ourselves. So many women can relate to the archetype of the mother and just, you know, what a totally consuming archetype she is um, and what a huge force she is in our lives. Um, the independence, the mission orientated, the focus of the huntress um, and, you know, her her shadow of not being able to ask for help. Um, in a, in a, you know, a poll that I did a few years ago, I just, you know, jokingly put out some things of, you know, what do women find the hardest to, to do? And that what, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, asking for help was one of the most, you know, majority of people said that that was the hardest thing for them to do. Um, you know, the, the lover and all the stories that we have around the lover archetype about our sexuality about what we're allowed to receive um, our stories around abundance around um, you know being able to create happiness in our own lives um, just such, such a lot of work around around the lover um, the the wild woman and you know how we really really feel her um, when we do sort of reach our middle ages, um, you know, we, our midlife where, you know, we have sort of come to the, the end, our children might be leaving home um, or might be young adults. Um, we might have just reached that point in our life where we might um, be going through menopause or we might be feeling like, oh, my goodness, my, my days are numbered. I don't want to live in the shadow anymore. I don't want to be living somebody else's life. Um, there has to be more to my life. Um, and, you know, what a chaotic force that can be for us. Um, the wise woman and, you know, us being able to trust our own intuition, being able to really trust our own decision-making, to make decisions for ourselves, um, you know, to be able to trust that we are wise, that we do have lessons to share with others, that we do have wisdom to share with others and to be able to trust that. And then also our relationship with ageing. Uh, we all age. It is a certainty in life. Um, none of us are getting younger. But we do have so much to unpack as a society, as women around ageing. And then lastly, probably the most um, controversial um, archetype of all, the queen. Um, you know, it's so easy to stay in the mother. It's so easy to stay in the maiden. Um, it's so easy to um, stay in the the independence, the um, I don't need anybody anybody else's help um, archetype of the huntress. Um, 
And, you know, because we look at our relationship as women with power, with money, with being able to create the lives that we want, our relationships with other women. And I've written a really awesome blog on, you know, 10 reasons why we find the the queen archetype to be so confronting. Um, And I will pop the link to that in this episode. But, you know, just because we we all want to be queen of our life, but there are so many blocks, so many barriers that stop us from being the truly being the queen in our in our own life, truly stepping into our own power, allowing ourselves to be visible that we need to unpack. And so as part of this work, um, when she wakes, she will move mountains. I I really wanted to offer women a framework, a um, some really tangible tools that they could use in order to create the life that they wanted and um, so decided to use archetypes in 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 this book and in my work that I do with with women so why is your program called awaken your own queen well the main reason why it's got own in there, I could have just called it Awaken Your Queen. But I really, you know, the subtlety of putting own in there is that we get to own this archetype for ourselves first and foremost. That it is ours, you know. Every woman is capable of embodying and accessing the queen archetype within herself. She is capable of being powerful, of, of being the queen, the creator of her own life. But so often we think we see examples of the queen in our popular culture. Well, first of all, we've been fed evil queen stories since we were little girls in our fairy tales and the books we've read we've been told if we if we claim power for ourselves it's going to turn us into a bitch um, that nobody's going to like us if we you know become wealthy if we become success successful it's going to change us it's going to turn us into somebody that we don't like um, we might you know have watched soap operas with you know rich successful women as characters and seen how bitchy how catty how horrible they are and might have made us think well I don't want to be like that um we have been fed so many stories about how other women are the enemy how we can't rely on other women how we can't have friendships with other women um we might have seen other women who are you know really stepping into their power have really good boundaries in their life and even though we love that about them it really scares us because when we set up those boundaries people might not like us as much as they did before when we were saying yes all the time and so what I wanted to create for women in this program was that you do not have to fit into anybody else's idea of what the queen archetype looks like. If you don't want to, you know, um, 
be really rich and wealthy, then you don't have to be. If you, you know, want to be wealthy, you can be as wealthy as as you would like to be. The sky's the limit. There is no limit. Being successful doesn't mean that you're going to be a bitch or that you're going to change and become somebody that you you don't like. Um, it you can you know you can you can still be you. Um, you know you don't have to all of a sudden become this person that drives you know hundred thousand dollar cars and lives in a mansion and gets her, you know, spends all day at the spa getting your nails done. If you don't want to be, there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's not what you want for your life, then, you know, that's, you don't have to have that. So what I really want with this, the simple concept of awaken your own queen is to help you to discern what do you actually want? Because so many women haven't even given themselves the opportunity to even think, you know, because we spend so much of our time living for other people, living for our husbands, our children, um, living for our job, that we actually haven't sat down and thought, well, what do I want out of my life? If I could have any life that I wanted, what would that look like? what would be the things that I'd love to have in my life? So um, first of all, it's it's about reimagining ourselves, but then also giving ourselves permission, permission to have the things that we truly want out of life. And this is an ongoing, this is ongoing work. Um, this is, there are so many blocks that come up, so many things that we've been programmed for. So that in a nutshell is what awaken your own queen means. So you spend quite a bit of time um, talking, you know, in this podcast in particular, to women about their spiritual awakenings. And it's also something that you speak about in your book. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your own experience with this, your own experience with your own spiritual awakening? Well, good question. Um, first of all, um, and I have written a really amazing blog on, you know, what is a spiritual awakening, as well as, you know, stages of spiritual awakening, which is, you know, very interesting reading. But First of all, I do believe that we, we're constantly unfolding. We're constantly shedding old beliefs. We're constantly, you know, reimagining ourselves and growing and changing. That is a natural human evolution. And so that's one way that we are constantly awakening to new versions of ourselves. Um, there are, you know, my daughter, when she speaks about spiritual awakening, she talks about, um, you know, your third eye chakra opening. And, you know, because we have two eyes for looking, for seeing, no, two eyes for looking and one eye for seeing. Um, and so certainly it is around opening your spirituality. Now, consequently, um, you know, when I talk about spirituality, I'm not talking about religion here. 
Our spirituality and our religion are two different things. Um, our spirituality is about us. It's about our own beliefs, how we are connected to each other, and how we fit into, you know, the universe, how we fit into our universal um consciousness both you know on this plane and other other dimensions and religion is you know a set of um, beliefs rituals um, scriptures and works you mainly practiced by a group of people so I just really wanted to um, put that difference in there but what I could um, also say about my own spiritual awakening is that many of us, you know, when we become parents, when we become mothers, we go through an awakening then because we were challenged. We have to think about, well, who am I in this new mother role? Um, am I going to just blindly follow um, and parent the way that my parent did? And it brings up a lot of stuff for us. There's a lot of stuff for us to work through. Um, and my most significant spiritual awakening was when I turned 40. Um, I was in a very, very dark place in my life. Um, I had everything. I had a job that was that was great. I had a really nice house. I had you know children, family, friends, and it looked like things were going really, really well. But I was just so sad all the time. I was just so depressed. I just, there was something missing and I didn't know what it was. And um, I was working for an early childhood centre at the time. And my um, boss said, hey, we're going to go do this professional development um, retreat. It's going to be three days. It's going to be quite intensive. Um, you know, come along. And at first I made an excuse not to go. Um I said, oh, you know, I'm needed at home. Um, there's all these things going on in my life. And I remember my husband saying to me, no, you should go. You should go. So I went. And the first, you know, I walked in there and I could immediately feel the vibe that something was up here, that something was happening that, you know, that this wasn't going to be an easy three days. And I was, during the process of these three days, I was just, you know, rudely woken up um, to the fact that I just was not living my best life, um, that I had all these beliefs, all these limiting beliefs that were really holding me back. And that was the beginning of my of my own spiritual awakening. Um, within 18 months, I'd given up my job moved to a new town, um, shifted my my family um, from living in the city to out, out in the rural um, community. I um, started working for myself and so much changed um, with just in that short period of time, rediscovered writing and started to just really tune in back into my own intuition and give myself permission to start dreaming and thinking about the life that I wanted, which wasn't easy because my children, my husband, my family were used to me being a certain way. Um, and so there was a lot of, there was a lot of, you know, teething pains. There was a lot of, you know, 
painful experiences that came from shedding some of those layers that were incredibly difficult to shed. Um, And it is a process that I talk about in my book, When She Wakes, She'll Move Mountains. And, you know, where I share some of my own um, exercises and things that I used to strip some of those layers to do some of that shadow work. I know that you are super passionate about working with women who are navigating change in their life. Um, And, you know, most of those women are mums of tween and teen girls. And that your mission really is to help them to, you know, create more opportunities, more choice, more freedom in creating the life that they truly want. Can you just outline some of the ways that you do this? Well, first of all, the, you know, my book is an incredibly powerful tool. It is a self-discovery journey into the feminine energies, the feminine forces that are in all of us. It is that, um, you know, that self-discovery journey from that disempowered self to being introduced and awakening the wild woman in you, the wise woman in you, and giving you those really powerful tools to step into your your own queen, to awaken your own queen. There are some really amazing practical discovery tools and exercises in that book. But I also want to tell women, I also want to really communicate that You know, a lot of women come to me and they feel like just because they are feeling stuck or they're feeling overwhelmed or depressed or, you know, suffering in some way, that they feel like there must be something in them that's broken, that they need somebody to fix them, which really is part of being in that shadow maiden archetype being influenced by that shadow maiden archetype and what I really want to communicate through my work to women is that you are already your own hero you are already enough the the tools in my my book the things that I share with you in my blog and my podcasts and also in my online um, Awaken Your Own Queen Academy um, through my online courses, my rituals and my upcoming mentoring program is that you already have the tools inside of you. The things that I share with you are ways for you to access what you already have inside of you. You are your own hero. You are not powerless. You do not need to be fixed. And you are not broken. You are incredibly powerful. I know that much of your work is helping women who are navigating their change in their life, whether it's their children leaving home, whether it's managing menopause, whether it's helping to navigate moving out of a a job into working for yourself or taking on some sort of training or 
making you know some sort of choice some sort of change in their life um, so can you just tell us a little bit about some of the choices some of the changes that you have had to navigate in your life well first of all you know change is normal change is the only constant constant in their lives and you know I'm sharing my 46th birthday with you today on this podcast recording. I um, And in my 46 years, I have navigated one change after another, you know, changing from being single to being married um, at the age of 20 to moving from a town that I'd lived in my whole life to a completely new brand, new country. Um, in the early parts of my life when I was really denying who I was as a, as a writer, as an artist, as a creator, I went from one job to another. Um, I, I had so many different types of jobs. I was a bank teller, a um, pharmacy clerk, a foreign exchange clerk, a jewelry designer, a clothing store manager, a teacher, a center manager, a home-based educator, um, a professional development um, facilitator in an ECE, a blog writer. You know, there are just so many changes that I even just navigated within my career. There is, you know, becoming a mum for the first time um, and having a miscarriage. There is, you know, moving town, um, deciding to start my own business from scratch twice um, and the lessons that I've learned from that. Um, being able, learning to back myself and to really trust myself and my own capabilities has been a huge change for me. And currently, the change that I'm, you know, really navigating is that change of be, being a, a full-time mum to learning to let go of my fast-becoming adult children um, and allowing them to lead their own lives, as well as menopause. You know, in my life at the moment, I'm, I'm really navigating that, that wave of menopause and also just pivoting and I know we use the word pivot quite a bit but really transforming the way that I do business who you know the amount of visibility I allow myself and really breaking down some of those walls some of those walls of being you know my professional persona which I've hidden behind as a um, when working in the education sector to just really Allowing myself to be fully seen and allowing the woman in who need me to come to me. And that's been a huge change for me. What lessons have you learned along your own um, life journey through the, the changes that you've navigated? Well, first of all, that I am so much stronger, so much, so much braver, 
um, much more courageous than I gave myself credit for. Um, that doing shadow work, that confronting my own stories and my beliefs, I used to be really, really frightened of that. I used to be so frightened of feedback and criticism. And that those things just make you stronger. They make you a better person. They make you, they allow you to show up as the best version of yourself. They don't kill you. Um, I, you know, and it's something I have to really remember when I start working with women for the first time that haven't met their shadows. Because when you have been doing shadow work for years, um, when you first meet other women who might not, who might still have that fear of confronting their shadow, you can sort of be in this place where you think, oh, this is just so easy. This is just so natural. And, you know, just to be able to see things from other people's perspectives and to, to hold that space for them and to realize that not everybody is comfortable with that level of introspection um, and that I need to go easy. Um, the other thing that I, you know, have discovered about myself is I am incredibly motivated. Um, there are certain areas of my life that I still find that challenging in, uh, mainly around, you know, um, perhaps weight loss goals or things like that. But in terms of my own career, in terms of my mission, in terms of helping others, in terms of setting up my business, I am actually really, really motivated, really goal orientated, and I'm able to achieve my goals. And that's not the type of person I thought I was when I was growing up. I'm also way braver at speaking up and speaking my truth and having those, having conflict in my life than I thought I was. Um, I used to really shy away from that. I used to really be frightened of that. And it's actually something that I don't actually have to fear anymore. Um, so those are just some really important lessons that I learned about myself um, doing this work. And that, yes, it is safe to be your own queen. It is safe to be visible. It is safe to show yourself to others. And that, you know, when we do share vulnerably, when we are courageous, when we, we allow other people into our lives, we create such abundance in our life that might we might not have actually realized it might have felt like a risk right at the beginning but you know it really brings in so many blessings that we might not have even thought and these are you know these might not be financial ones these are you know those real um really beautiful ways of enriching our lives with with people you know we we really do draw our people to us when we're when we show up authentically who is who we are thank you tanya and so the, my last question to you is if you could go back to your younger self and talk to her um, from where you are now, what would you say to her? 
Well, I've thought about this a lot and I've, I've written blogs about this and even emails. And I think what I would say to her would be, you are enough. You know, you, you are brave enough. You are creative enough. You can trust yourself. Um, you, you can achieve the things that you want out of your life. And you are so much stronger than you give yourself credit for. You, you think that you're weak. You think that your sensitivity is a weakness. But it is such a huge strength. And just keep on because you are going to achieve your dreams. You're going to get there. Thank you for joining me on this episode of When She Wakes, She Will Move Mountains. Thank you for holding space for me this week and allowing me to share some of myself and my story with you. Next week on the, the podcast episode, I talk to my daughter Maddie and she shares some of her perspective on what it was like to watch her mum go through a spiritual awakening and change before her eyes. And I know that a lot of mums really, you know, have a lot of fear, a lot of beliefs about what that's going to mean for their children or how their, their children are going to see things if they if they change, if they start prioritizing themselves. And so I really wanted to, to share some of my family story with you. And Maddie has graciously agreed to appear on that episode. So please look out for that. That was this week's episode of When She Wakes, She Will Move Mountains with me, Tanya Valentin. For a full transcript of this episode, as well as the blogs that I referenced throughout this episode, please check the comments, but you can also reach them on my website, www.tanyavalentinauthor.com.